We're going to go into a story. This is something that we covered um, a while back here on the JSB. And it was a story when it first came out that like really blew me away because it started to talk about animals as sentient beings, animals with the ability to strategize. And in particular, it was the story of a pair of orcas that have been targeting great white sharks off South Africa's coast. And they developed a taste for the liver of the great white sharks, and they would attack the sharks, pull out the liver, and move on. And the the person who has been following this story and saying seeing where it's gone to since then is Alison Towner. She's the senior white shark biologist at Marine Dyan- Dynamics. Alison, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good morning, Michelle. How are you? I'm brilliant. Alison, as I say, this is a story that has intrigued me for a while. Perhaps you could just briefly tell our listeners what has been happening or what was happening uh, in the Hansby eastern um, coastline of Cape Town uh, uh, and well, 100 kilometers east of Cape Town. What was happening there? Yeah, so as you mentioned quite rightly, Michelle, this situation began back in 2017, um, and I've been following it since day one. Um, So effectively what happened was we saw an increased presence of killer whales arrive off the the coast of South Africa, and not just any killer whale, a specific type that specialise in hunting sharks. Um, So what they did was, first of all, in False Bay, they killed a series of seven gills, seven gill cow sharks, um, that paper was put out, and then they migrated over to Hansby and started to do the same with great whites. Um, so we were faced with a whole bunch of dead white sharks washed out on beaches, torn open, livers gone. You know, we had all the bits of the puzzle in terms of evidence to suggest it is killer whales, but we never actually saw the predation happen. Um, and it took this long, actually, to get the scientific paper out because I guess the thing is with this sort of a, a situation, it's so novel, it's never happened to this extent anywhere in the world, um, so there was a lots, lots of gaps and lots of opinions being filled in in the gaps, let's say. Um, and so quite a lot of confusion around it. But now finally we have the paper out and, and people can read it for themselves and see that A, this is happening in South Africa. It's not stopping anytime soon. But B, the white sharks have an incredible response in that they completely redistribute to stay away from the threat of killer whale predation. So, okay, so, <laughs> I mean, this story is just, I mean, I want to say magnificent, even as it is as a, as gruesome as it is but essentially that these orcas they the way they've they operated over the last couple of years is they would take out the shark by one of them would come on the one side and hammer them if i'm correct and then the other one would slam in and grab the liver if that it, it was it sort of like that well, that's the problem is nobody ever uh, saw directly the predation strategy, so we could yeah. only hypothesize of what the carcasses look like. But it seems that the two, the pair that are doing it, their strategy is to work together. So we don't know if they initially bump and stun the shark or whether they, you know, they just ambush it completely by surprise, grab hold of the pectoral fins, uh, certainly. So for those that don't know what pectoral fins on a shark, effectively it's like the, the aeroplane wing. Yeah. So they, they both bite onto each peck and then they, they rip the shark open. And there lies the liver just under the belly, uh, the skin there on the underside of the shark. Yeah. Um, so it's the first organ that would then slide out. And it's actually a very large organ. It's about one third of the, the shark's body weight, full of lipids, so really fatty, um, really nutrition rich. Uh, and sometimes the heart was missing too of the sharks that were killed. And we think just because the heart's connected so closely to the liver. Um, so pretty brutal and um, highly sophisticated hunting strategy, as you say. It's about teamwork. You know, killer whales are actually the largest dolphin species, and they've, they've completely dethroned white sharks as being apex predators in the ocean here. 
And even though this kind of interaction was uh, seen once before off the Californian coast in the 90s, never before have the carcasses of the orca-predated white sharks washed out for scientific examination. So even when we were necropsying the dead sharks, we could see there were killer whale teeth marks on them, right? And we also had tagging data. So I acoustic tag a lot of the white sharks along the Southern coast. And it's incredible to see how far the sharks fled in response to this. We're talking days later off Mossel Bay, then Eastern, Key, uh, Eastern Cape, then up towards Transkei and onto Durban. They just, they just deserted the area. So, um, and, yeah. I mean, so, okay, so are we saying now, so we've, we've, we see that the orcas or the killer whales have their strategy, but what you're saying is now that the sharks are very clear as to what's happening to them and they are, they're out of there. They are no longer in yeah. that, that area. Well, this is just hurdle one of, of the signs. We now know they respond en masse in this, this kind of a strategy. And what's interesting is different sharks respond differently to these killer whales. Seven-gill sharks and bronze whalers don't seem to show this directed, huge flight response. They do initially show sort of a fine-scale adjusted response. But what the white sharks are doing, some may term it as scared, let's say, but I think it's pretty smart. I mean, there's no way they're going to outcompete killer whales, so... They make sure from the survival mechanism they don't interact with them by, by completely leaving the areas. Um, so what happened initially is when, when these kills begin, the white sharks stay away, let's say, for a six-week time period, then it increases to a couple of months, then eventually it becomes a site abandonment. So the more the white, uh, the white sharks face killer whale predation uh, or are exposed to it, then the longer they stay away until they redistribute. Um, sure. Yeah. So, it's, Alison, it's in, in closing, I mean, that area, Khan's uh, by that area, has a thriving shark cage diving tourism industry. Uh, right. th- this, I imagine, will have a huge impact on it. I mean, it did. Uh, obviously, the white shark leaving was, was huge. The bronze whaler shark, which is a yeah. predatory species, um, took over the white shark's top spot and became really popular with cage dive tourists. Luckily, that's an element that, that saved it. At the moment, there are white sharks in Hansby, so I'd really like to point that out. Anyone in South Africa, go see them now while they're here, yeah. because we don't know how long they're going to be around for, and we know the killer whales are patrolling very close to this area at the moment. So I would say, yeah, if you're South African, go and see them while you can. Jeez, that's insane. Alison Town is the senior white shark biologist of marine dynamics and dynamics. In fact, I got an invite to go and do that uh, thrive, that cage, shark cage diving. And I think I need to get back down to Cape Town to go and do that now uh, before they all disappear completely. It's 8.28.